This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas Hospital Association. Hello, welcome to Plain Spoken. I'm Karen Brayman with the Kansas Hospital Association and excited to welcome our guest today, Karen Ernst with Voices for Vaccines. Karen is a nationally recognized expert in vaccine competence with a decades experience in grassroots organizing around the issue. Her background in writing and literature has translated into new ways of communicating the science of vaccines that has transformed the work on hesitancy across the country. Our topic today is about fact-based communications that enable parents and caregivers to make healthy and informed decisions. Welcome, Karen. Let's start off with learning from you more about Voices for Vaccines. Will you tell us about it and how you got involved? Absolutely. So Voices for Vaccines really works on that idea that families can talk to other families about vaccines, that parents talk to other parents, that regular humans, as I call them, talk to regular humans outside of the doctor's office or the public health classroom. That we, that we talk about immunization and we talk about the diseases that those immunizations prevent. Our work really is focused on giving the tools to people who want to have those conversations or to want or want to raise immunization rates in their communities. And I know about the need for these tools because I was once a regular person as well. I was actually a former high school teacher on maternity leave when my 10 day old baby was exposed to chicken pox. And I didn't realize that that would be something of concern until the receptionist at the preschool called me and said, you know, your child was exposed to chicken pox. You should probably call your pediatrician. It's kind of a big deal when newborns get sick with chicken pox, went down the Google path and then found out that the child who had chicken pox was purposely unvaccinated. Really didn't understand why it was that babies like mine were who were vulnerable through no fault of their own were at risk and at danger. Eventually, I met Dr. Deborah Wexler, who is now retired executive director of Immunization Action Coalition, which is now immunize.org. And she said, hey, this Voices for Vaccines website is a website that exists. Can you take a look at it and tell me what to do? And I said, well, you know, what you really need is something that's parent-led. You need, there are lots of organizations and lots of places where doctors and nurses and public health officials and, you know, epidemiologists are leading the charge to get diseases out of our communities but parents want to be in charge somewhere too. And that's sort of what Voices for Vaccines became. And that is the very interesting story of how a former high school English teacher became, as they say, a vaccine harpy. (laughs) Wow, that must have been a really scary time when your newborn infant was exposed to chickenpox. Yeah. You know, I always say everything about newborns is scary, but you add in an infectious disease. It's very frightening. I spent a lot of time like watching for any symptom, you know, a sneeze or a cough or a little red mark on his face would sort of freak me out. But I knew that his older brother had been vaccinated against chickenpox. He had had by that point gotten one dose of the varicella vaccine. 
And so uh, we knew that chickenpox wasn't going to be coming into our home. That it was the exposure was at the preschool um, for that one hour. It wasn't going to be an ongoing exposure in our home that would be really messy and difficult. Again, with a ten-day-old baby in tow. So that that was really enlightening for me. But um, it also really helped me appreciate that I was able to protect all of my children through something as simple as one immunization. Right, right. Well, and you bring up such an important perspective for all of us to remember, and that is protecting those who are more vulnerable or most vulnerable, like newborn babies from vaccine-preventable infections. You mentioned Dr. Wexler, and uh, I was uh, recently on the Voices for Vaccines website. I saw Dr. Wexler, Wexler on your scientific advisory board for Voices for Vaccines, and wow, what an impressive advisory board. And of course, I noted that Voices for Vaccines is uh, very uh much focused on fact-based information and fact-based science and uh, what a powerhouse of uh, physicians and epidemiologists that you have uh, on your scientific advisory board as well. Yeah. Well, Karen, in the years that you have been engaged in educating the public, even back to your high school uh, teaching days, and now, of course, with Voices for Vaccines, and in particular, though, about the importance of immunizations, what do you consider to be the most important strategies for engaging in productive conversations regarding immunizations and their importance in preventing infectious diseases? You know, a lot of times when we're in conversations where or we're engaging somebody who maybe has a concern or a question about vaccines they may say something and our first impulse will be to say oh here are the reasons you're wrong here's all the links that'll show you how wrong you are and now that you know that you were wrong we agree uh and somehow that doesn't work in the history of arguing on the internet or in person showing someone how very wrong they are has never worked we teach people to approach others with a mindset of curiosity so if someone says something to you you think oh i i wonder what this belief is about or i wonder where this piece of information came from. And then you become a really good listener and you become a really empathetic listener, most importantly. You look for spaces where you can find agreement and build on that agreement um, and, and bring facts to, to that, that space in particular that, you know, we both are standing here together. Let's expand that and, and broaden our base of facts here. Or you really support someone's journey in searching for answers. So saying, you know, I really respect how much work you've done to keep your family healthy. Can I share with you some of the work I've done? And you really uh, support and affirm their ability and their right to make decisions for their families. When it comes down to it, I always 
tell people, you know, you're not carrying a syringe full of MMR in your back pocket unless you are a, a particular kind of travel nurse. The rest of us are not. And so you don't have to make the person see all the errors of their ways. You don't have to completely change their mind. What we want to do is build a foundation of trust and of empathy on which we can really build together an understanding that comports with science, that comports with those facts, and to let those facts grow with that person, um, maybe even after you're done talking. But it's really coming with to somebody instead of saying, oh, you think that, you know, flu shots will turn you into the Incredible Hulk, for example. That's never been a real myth, but I like using it. Um, let me tell you why you're wrong. Like, here's all the people who've never turned into the Incredible Hulk. And so clearly you're wrong. And instead come to it with, you know, saying, so I really hear that you're concerned about side effects about vaccines. Can you tell me what you know about that? Can you sort of inform me from, you know, your perspective, what that means so I can kind of understand better uh, where you're coming from? And then, you know, looking for where they're right, um, you know, oh, when I get the flu shot, I, I always get the flu. Oh, okay. Can you tell me, like, do you mean right afterwards you feel yucky or, you know, and sort of expanding on by asking questions, being curious and really drawing out their perspective so that you can help them arrive at a decision to vaccinate. Well, thank you, Kieran. That is so insightful. And just thinking about um, the importance of empathy, curiosity, and building trust. And I recently listened to one of the videos that uh, is posted on the Voices for Vaccine Facebook site. It was a fantastic uh, roundtable video. And I was struck by one of the comments that one of your uh, guests in the roundtable, who, who I believe may also be on your board, um, mentioned. And that is that uh, parents are the experts on their children and their families. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, but uh, they may be coming into the conversation with you know, a, a misinformed or a lack of information. And so the strategies that you just shared seem so important to open up a healthy dialogue. Well, Karen, you have worked with a lot of former vaccine hesitant parents. In your experience, what would you say is most effective to address patients, parents, or caregivers uh, concerns or maybe even fears of being immunized or getting their child immunized? Right. I think what's really important is understanding those fears. What is the basis of that fear? I was, in fact, just talking to one of our former vaccine hesitant parents, what we call a coffee break for our volunteers at Voices for Vaccines. We bring in fun people to have these sorts of informal chats. And one of the vaccine hesitant parents really talked a lot about how difficult her experience was the first time she got a child vaccinated, how her child cried a lot. And this is a child who didn't normally cry very much. And how when she brought these fears back to the nurse's clinic where 
the baby had gotten her immunizations, that she was not given satisfactory answers. She, she didn't know why the baby was crying. She didn't um, feel as though she were supported, you know, going back to it's really scary to have a newborn. Newborns are terrifying humans. And um, it's very scary to be in charge of one of them. So, you know, she didn't get that sort of emotional support that she needed at the time as well. And so, you know, hearing her talk about that really brought home that we really need to consider that there is something going on that is the basis for this particular concern or fear or misunderstanding. Another very common basis right now is coming out of a, you know, two years of a pandemic or hopefully coming out and just knock on some wood. Um, people are feeling like they've lost a little bit of control over their lives. And the idea of immunization got wrapped up in that. And so really understanding how people feel that immunizations are one of the factors that has made them lose control over their lives, that public health is one of the areas where they have lost some control over their lives, even if it's really, you know, they lost their job or they just like they didn't get to go see their parents in the nursing home, whatever that was, it all sort of got mashed together. And to help extricate that again and to remind people, you actually don't have to get immunized. You have a choice whether or not to get immunized. I would like to share with you why I chose to get immunized. Would you be open to hearing that? So really digging in deep and sharing commonalities, such as the idea of choice or the idea of, yes, it's very scary when your baby cries so hard. What might be going on is that your baby has a little bit of a fever for the first time ever, and it's uncomfortable, but it's not hurting your baby. And, you know, we, we never tell people these things. And I think we need to start sharing those sorts of things. Boy, that's really helpful. Uh, thank you, Karen. You know, just thinking about the importance of taking a minute to acknowledge those fears, acknowledge loss in some situations as well. Well, Karen, uh, you've done some role play with interns on communicating to parents about vaccine. Um, and I think about also your experience as a writing and a literature and a teaching professional as well. Can you tell us about that role-playing experience and uh, maybe some tips or strategies that you might recommend? Role-playing is always fun because I always like to throw at people the worst possible scenario so that they're afraid of nothing from there on in, right? It's a little bit like throwing somebody into the deep end of the pool. Like, here you go. It's not going to get worse than this. And so when I'm sitting with interns or anyone else and I throw a real doozer at them, right? Like something they weren't expecting. Like, you know, aren't vaccines made of the same stuff that Tide Pods are made out of? And then they give you that face. And this is a podcast, so no one will see the face. But you can imagine the face where you're just deer in the headlights, right? What are you talking about? I don't know what to say next. 
And I think the reason I love that sort of role playing is that the chances of someone saying something like that to you are very good if you're going to go out into the world and talk about reasons to immunize. That you could get all manner of off the wall things or even things that aren't necessarily off the wall, but that you never heard before. And you have to be prepared to expect the unexpected. And that's, uh, you know, going back to sounding like a broken record here, going back to what I was saying before, that's really why curiosity is important. So when someone says to you, vaccines are made out of the same stuff that Tide Pods are made out of, your first question can be, oh, what are Tide Pods made out of? <laughs> like, I don't know about this. Can you tell me more? Um, and then, you know, we can break that down a little bit because I would bet the next answer to that question is, I don't actually know. <laughs> and then where we can go from there, the answer I always give people whenever you're that deer in the headlights is, would you mind if I looked into this a little bit more and came back to you? Never like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That sounds a little cuckoo banana pants. You are clearly listening to the wrong people and very wrong. Um, Great example. Um, and I, I kind of, I like the idea of um, sort of just jumping right into, you know, some off the wall example um, that, uh, you know, kind of uh, brings you back to more level from there. Um, well, Karen, looking at the Voices for Vaccines uh, website, I was looking at the core values of the organization, and I just thought that they were so important and they really resonated with me. So I wanted to share them with folks who are listening um, to our podcast, and that is um, to empower families to understand the true risks of vaccine preventable diseases, foster confidence in vaccines, and to restore faith in the science that has prevented millions of childhood deaths. And I, you know, that just, I feel like you all captured in those three bullets um, really sort of the essence of um, fostering healthy communities as well. Well, anything that you want to talk to us about that you have kind of on the horizon or work that you're doing that you're really excited about? We are really looking at beefing up our volunteer network. And so we've been working real hard with our volunteers to find new volunteers, but also to make sure that volunteers feel positively engaged in this work, that they are not feeling like battered soldiers in the, you know, political war of to vaccinate or not to vaccinate, but they're people who are sort of happily bringing a message of this is why my family is immunized to the world, giving them lots of tools to do that work. Um, developing, we're developing new tools for not only those volunteers, but anyone in the public. And really helping connect those volunteers with their local resources, such as the Immunize Kansas Coalition, but any other local resources that really need great spokespeople to speak up for immunization. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Karen. And I appreciate the shout out to Immunize Kansas Coalition. 
Kansas Hospital Association is a part of that. And there are uh, just a number of wonderful uh, providers, healthcare providers, professionals, and other stakeholders um, that are a part of the Immunize Kansas Coalition that um, we are very fortunate to work with. Um, well, as we are uh, wrapping up, I want to make mention of some other educational events that we have coming up. Uh, so Karen Ernst, again, Voices for Vaccines, she will be presenting on a webinar sponsored by the Kansas chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, one of the partners that we so enjoy working with, on Thursday, April 21st, from noon to 1 p.m. on building vaccine confidence in families. Another event that we have coming up is that KJ is sponsoring a webinar on strategies for improving immunization rates. And that webinar will be Wednesday, April 20th from noon to 1 p.m. And in partnership with the Kansas chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Kansas Academy of Family Physicians and the Kansas Medical Society as part of an infection prevention webinar series. So we're very excited about uh, lots of uh, great programming that we have coming up. Well, Karen, I wanna thank you so much again for joining our Plain Spoken podcast. We are thrilled to be able to talk with you. We appreciate all of the work that you are doing um, to share credible vaccine information for families from families. Is there anything else that you'd like to add as we wrap up? Uh, no, just remind everybody that you don't have to be an expert or the most credible scientist in the world to have a conversation about immunizations. We can all talk to each other in clear science-based ways uh, based on what we already know. Thank you so much, Karen. Take care. All right, thank you. For more information on Kansas health issues, go to kha-net.org.